Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldea. And um, it's it's good to have you with us, even though the news itself uh, today is not very good. Um, if uh, I were American prophetic, uh, I'd, I'd um, tell you I told you so, but I'm not American prophetic. I just saw this coming. Because anyone with an ounce of sense, uh, anyone who doesn't think they have a chocolate pudding in their adult diaper, uh, like Mr. Robinette Biden, uh, would have guessed at what was going to happen in Afghanistan uh, as it grew more and more uh, destabilized. Uh, before we begin, because uh, we have a lot to get to, um, not much of it is good news, but we were expecting this. Uh, I'm not expecting many happy days uh, in the near future. I'm not expecting uh, many days with positive news or upbeat things, even though we're going to try to sprinkle a few in here and there, even though you might think that uh, it's untoward to you know, make you smile with everything that's going on. But uh, we have no choice but to press on. Anyway, this is a recording. Uh, we are not live, but it is being recorded today, the year of our Lord, uh, August the 26th, 2021, so it is fresh enough for me to uh, get into some breaking news, uh, which is that there have been two suicide bombings in Kabul. Uh, If you don't know where Kabul is, that is in Afghanistan. Uh, The latest report has uh, 40 dead, 120 wounded, and among the 40 uh, that, that expired, among the 40 that died, uh, were also four Marines. Uh, that is the latest news that we have. That is the latest news that I can um, pass along. And like I said, it's, it's not good. But fear not, uh, as is customary with any political hack, as is customary with any politician. Uh, They are going to find a scapegoat. They're going to find somebody to blame. And uh, the U.S. ambassador to Afghanistan decided he'd go right for the jugular. So he's uh, blaming what's happening on the Americans that chose not to leave Afghanistan, even though, in his words, uh, we warned Americans to leave. And people chose not to leave. Yes, all those people rushing the airport, all those people getting trampled, all those people being turned away at gunpoint, they are choosing not to leave Afghanistan. How idiotic do you have to be? And I know, oh my goodness, he said idiotic. That's one step away from stupid. They're worse than that. They're criminally negligent. There's no words to describe what this administration has done. But listen to this, because they can't take responsibility for this. This isn't a hot potato. This is a grenade with the pin pulled, especially now that we have American servicemen that die that need not have died. If this would have been done in a halfway reasonable and logical fashion no american need have lost their life take out civilians first take out contractors first and the people with the big guns they get to be the last to leave not the first the people with uh, the missiles the people with the helicopters get to fly those babies out They don't abandon them, so now uh, the Taliban has a fully armed military just waiting for somebody to peck a fight. I know, I know, the Taliban is not as scary as corn pop. 
However, there's more of them than there was of corn pop. So now two suicide bombers decided they were going to take the fast pass to Allah to see if the promise of 70 virgins was true. Uh, If there is any silver lining in this, it's that uh, they're in for an unpleasant surprise. There are no 70 virgins waiting. Uh, And the only thing that's waiting is really a pitchfork and a spit roast. So good luck to you, boys. But two suicide bombings, 120 dead, actually 40 dead, 120 wounded, and uh, four Marines among them. But, you know, sympathy being what it is, uh, empathy being what it is, because, you know, the other side is known for feeling feelings. They're known for embracing their fellow man in time of need and desperation. Just look at all the praise and sympathy they lavish on uh, mentally ill people who think they're a different gender. Um, Apparently that doesn't extend to the people that are stranded. Yes, I said stranded. I know Jen Psaki is going to come hunt me down now. Because I use the word stranded. Don't say stranded. Why not? They are. It's worse than stranded. They're hostages now. There's no airplanes flying out of Afghanistan. Our European allies have halted their evacuations. Four Marines are dead. Forty people are likewise dead. 120 are wounded. And this didn't happen somewhere else. It happened at the airport. So these are, there, there are two things we need to sort of uh, unravel here. If the stopping of American citizens from being evacuated was so important to, again, I, it wasn't the Taliban, it was ISIS. It was ISIL, like Barack Hussein Obama used to call it. It was ISIL, all the same thing. Remember last week we talked about the CNN reporter that said they're all chanting death to America, but they seem very friendly? Guess what? Not so friendly are they, toots. So, it doesn't matter if it was ISIS. It doesn't matter if it was the Taliban. The reality of it is you have American citizens that are now hostages. You have American citizens that have no way of getting out of Afghanistan. And um, come the deadline, I don't want to see it, but I know we will. There will be videos of individuals getting stoned, hung, decapitated. You know, things that civilized people do. Uh, But the two things that we have to unravel here. Because I, I, I was trying to make a point, and it's an important point. Because uh, in the vein of American prophetic, this is what you're going to see coming down the line in a couple weeks, in a couple months. If the Taliban was vetting who was getting into the airport to get evacuated, we talked about this last week. Uh, pray tell, who are all those people that have already gotten on airplanes, that have already gotten on flights, that are already on American terra firma, as it were, or American soil. Um, because it's, it's important. If they're not letting American citizens through, if they're not letting uh, people who worked alongside Americans through, who did they let through? Now, you can go back and fact check me, as the kids like to say, I talked about the fact, either last week or two weeks ago, that I was looking at the pictures of the people that were coming down on those C-130s. And for every child and for every woman, there were maybe 9 or 10 or 12 uh, fighting-aged males. And that stood out to me. Because now, guess what? News is coming out that some of those poor Afghans that were seeking resettlement to the U.S. 
uh, are on terrorist watch lists. These people that came through haven't been vetted. Nobody knows who they are. They snuck on the plane. Somebody let them through. And they're here. They're, they're on a, an army base in Wisconsin. They're in Virginia. They're going to be in California. They're everywhere. And the newest report is this. Up to 100 Afghans evacuated from Afghanistan and seeking to resettle in these United States have been flagged by Defense Department terrorism watch lists, according to a new report. If they flagged 100, let's be conservative. 20 got through. And if 20 got through, that were as determined as their two brothers who just lod themselves into little itty-bitty pieces in Kabul, um, tell me how big a problem that might be. Huh? Because again, Somebody let those people through. It's coming out that they were unvetted. Those that actually went through some sort of vetting process, a hundred or so of them were flagged by the Defense Department for being on terrorist watch lists. Now, I understand. You know, you get caught up with the crowd. If one person starts chanting death to America, then another starts chanting death to America. It's like a concert. Pretty soon, everybody's chanting death to America. You know? You can't blame them for that. But these people are on actual terror watch lists. So it's not just that they were, you know, friendly or seemed friendly in chanting death to America, it's that they actually took steps at some point in their past to ensure death to Americans. So let that sink in. It's all going to come together. We're going we're to make sense of this so that you understand the kind of danger you're in as an American citizen living on American soil, so that you understand if you know somebody that's stuck in Afghanistan – the best thing you can do for them right now is pray, because only a miracle will save them. Now, on a side note, I would like to start a GoFundMe. I would like to put together enough money for us to send uh, Beth Moore and Lady Gaga and perhaps even Dr. Jill to Afghanistan, so they can do workshops on toxic masculinity, misogyny, and the beauty of feminism. So if we can put enough money together to buy the plane tickets, I'm sure they'll go for it, because you know, Beth would get to hang out with her idols and spew her nonsense. I mean, at least for you know the 15 minutes it took them to stone them to death or something, but hey, you know, omelets and eggs, eggs and omelets, can't have one without the other. As President Joe Biden's administration looks to fast-track tens of thousands of Afghans into the U.S. interior over the next few weeks, Defense Department officials are reportedly sounding the alarm over the potential for fraud. Say it ain't so. Oh, my... You know what? That one took me by surprise. Because if America-hating Afghanis are known for anything, it's their honesty. So the fact that there's a potential fraud going on, well, blow me over with a feather. The only dishonest people in the world are the Republicans. You know that. Ask, ask any Democrat office holder and they'll tell you, Afghanis are good and honorable people. There's no way that any of them would commit fraud. Because this is what happens when the people ruling you despise the country that they rule. It's, it's, it's 
a catch twenty two. It's I, I I it's not ironic, but it's 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 paradoxical. These people fought to get into power, all the while hating the country they sought to rule over. They consider those chanting death to America, who apparently, potentially, are committing fraud to get onto U.S. soil, more honorable than American soldiers, American police, American service members, and American citizens. You, you're just filled with white rage. But the Afghanis, those people who believe that indoor plumbing is a sign from Allah that they should carry out suicide bombings, those people are honorable. An official involved with the vetting and screening process taking place in third safe countries for Afghans seeking resettlement in the U.S., told Defense One that up to 100 of the 7,000 Afghans evacuated as prospective recipients of special immigrant visas have been flagged as potential matches to intelligence agency watch lists. Another official said that in most cases, the Afghans were cleared by follow-on screenings for resettlement in the U.S., Bravo, this is the system hard at work. Because, you know, they can't make the post office efficient. But man, screening supposed terrorists, that just, that's easy. Again, if the Taliban is watching the airport, if they're deciding who gets through the gates and who gets on the planes, will it ever blow back on the Taliban if uh, the supposed special immigrant visa holders start trying to stab American citizens in broad daylight. By then it'll be too late. We're talking about tens of thousands of people, many of whom don't know how to use indoor plumbing. Being resettled in America asked to become American whatever that means nowadays. How do you think that's going to work out? All right. Uh, I don't see. I, this is why I don't like recording on, on days with this kind of news because the news never gets better. It just gets progressively worse. Uh, the newest number is 10 Marines and soldiers killed. So the number has gone from four to ten. This, this, this is a preventable tragedy. Do you understand this? For all of you that hated the big orange man, for all of you that celebrated there were no more mean tweets, this was a preventable tragedy. Ten men, at least, up to this point, died today in service of their country. Needlessly. Because a dementia-riddled old man can't count to five on both hands. And I know, I know the outrage is going to be palpable. All the... GOPers and all the Republicans, eh, Joe's got to go. Replaced by whom? Well, Kamala? She's nowhere to be found. She's hiding in a bunker somewhere, hoping, praying. I mean, she already measured for the drapes in the Oval Office. It would be a waste of time if she didn't get to sit in the big chair. This is what becomes of a nation that abandons God. That is as succinctly as I can put it. This is what becomes of a nation that abandons God. And it abandoned God 
at the height of its blessing. It abandoned God at the height of its prosperity. It abandoned God at the height of its safety. It abandoned God when it should have fallen to its knees and thanked him for his mercy. It abandoned God when it should have fallen to its knees and thanked him for his grace. And so if you think this is the last of it, if you think this is the end of it, as the old song goes, we've only just begun. Because when God is against you, even competent people fall short. Never mind this administration. Never mind this president. So, yeah. Ten Marines and or soldiers dead. European allies halt evacuations. But somehow, and I'm going to go out on a limb, even with what has just occurred, the Taliban is reluctant to end the deadline for U.S. citizens to be out of the country. I don't know. That's just a guess. Now, if you've been holding out to get your Fauci ouchie because you didn't think one donut was enough from Krispy Kreme. Guess what? They stepped up and they stepped up bigly. Krispy Kreme is now offering not one, but two free donuts to people showing their vaccination card. I'm, you know what? I'm not going to tell you what to do, but if you hold out long enough, I'll bet you you can get a baker's dozen. Can you imagine all those suckers that got jabbed for one donut? Now it's up to two. It's going to get to six. It has to. Eventually, you can buy your, your, your entire floor, if you happen to work in an office building, donuts with just your vaccine card. You just go in and like, all right, come take them. Look at that. You risked your life, health, and well-being for two donuts. Congratulations. You're the kind of citizen we want voting for us. So, yes, if you've been holding out for a little more, Krispy Kreme's got you covered. Two donuts, free of charge, just for showing your vaccination card. Never mind the diabetes, the obesity. It's not those aren't killing you it's the flu that's killing you it's the little cough or perhaps the loss of taste that's another thing though so vaccinated people can still get it vaccinated people can still spread it But somehow, the most important thing in the world right now is to get vaccinated. If you don't have your Fauci-ouchie, you're not a real American. So, if you can still get it, wouldn't it be ironic if, because there are some people, some people are that petty, some people are that cheap. They will go and get jabbed in the arm because someone's offering them two free donuts. And it would be the height of irony if they went and got jabbed, they got their card, and the first time they went to get their two free donuts, they realized they've lost their sense of taste and they probably have the COVIDs. Now, you know, just a little levity. I can't. this, This is so sad to me. Because it was preventable. If somebody with half a brain 
would have sat down and, and went, all right, what do we need to do before we pull out completely? Uh, hmm. Contractors, American civilians, probably a good idea to get them out first, huh? All our cache of weapons, helicopters, guns, ammunition, all that good jazz. I don't know. Maybe get those things out first. And then once they're out, all right, evacuate everyone else. But fear not. The empathy of elected officials and appointed officials is palpable. During a portion of an interview aired on Tuesday's CBS Evening News, the acting ambassador to Afghanistan, Ross Wilson, stated that despite warnings months ago for Americans to leave Afghanistan, people chose not to leave. Listen to that. Look, there is video, unless they scrub the internet again, There is video of Mr. Robinette Biden promising that this wasn't going to be another Saigon. It was going to be an orderly extraction. Everything was on the up and up. We had deals in the works, son. He sat down with the chief of the Taliban. They shared a piece of goat. Maybe some... I don't know, kefir, maybe a little falafel. And Joe looks at the man and says, you know who I am? And the leader of the Taliban looks and says, it cannot be. Are you the man who stood up to corn pop? And Robinette says, you betcha. Come on, man. I stood up to corn pop. So don't you dare get it in your head that you can start executing American citizens or whipping women in the streets or cutting off arms and stuff like that. Because you know what? I'm going to do to you what I did to Corn Pop. Corn Pop ran away. You're going to do the same. Yeah, none of that happened. You see, uh, one thing that Nobody seems to be talking about in these United States because, you know, it sort of destroys the narrative of a strong leader, him in his leather jacket and aviator glasses, adult diapers securely sealed, staring the Talibanists in the eyes and going, "Uh uh-uh, son, I stood up to corn pop. The Russian embassy and the Chinese embassy are still open in Afghanistan. Let that sink in. This is how little the Afghanis, the Taliban, the whatever else group that seems to be vying for power, This is how little they think of this administration, this president, and the ability of this country to serve retribution. I know, I know. But at least Joe Biden doesn't tweet because he doesn't know how to spell. If he knew how to spell, he'd probably tweet. So let's leave it at that. But you remember not so long ago, there was a man by the name of Suleimani. He was uh, an Iranian general, real nasty guy. And one day he decides he was going to go visit some friends in Iraq, maybe have himself a little lamb on a spit. And death from above came calling, and they... I guess, identified him by his gold teeth and pinky rings. How come all of these nefarious individuals, how come all of these quasi-terrorists, whether it's ISIS or ISIL or the Taliban who 
friendly chant death to America? How come none of them were so uppity when Donald Trump was president? How come they sort of kept their head down and went, uh-oh, uh, we do not, I do not, I, I, do you want to do it? I do not want to do it. Can we, we should wait, perhaps. I do not, maybe Americans are stupid enough to elect the old man who does not know how to spell his name. I do not know that we cannot do anything now. This man, did you see Suleimani? Suleimani, wake up in, 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 in heaven and where are the virgins? Just like that, what happened? They didn't do any of this because they knew retribution would be swift and vengeance would come from above, below, and sideways. I know, but that's toxic. You see, we're so much better off right now. I asked Beth Moore. We're so much better off right now. No more nationalism. No more of this toxicity. No more toxic masculinity. We're all looking inward, trying to discover our feminine selves, trying to do away with white rage, trying to, you know, across the board equity, even if the people aren't suited for the job, qualified, or even capable of doing it, it doesn't matter. They've earned the right to fail and bring the nation down as consequence. This is where we are. We deserve it. The 10 Marines and soldiers that died didn't deserve it, though. The nation as a whole? Yeah, it kind of does. So back to what our empathetic ambassador to Afghanistan said. And again, bold-faced lie. Because everyone was reassured by Robinette himself, that this would be an orderly evacuation. Everyone take a number. When your number is called, you board the bus. The bus takes you to the plane. The plane takes you to America. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. So there was no urgency in those people that were there. Nobody said, you better get out before it gets hectic. Do you understand that not one of the people currently running this country foresaw what happened in Afghanistan? And if they foresaw it, they didn't foresee it happening this quickly? So uh, Mr. Uh, Ross Wilson is a bold-faced liar when he said that there have been warnings for months and months for Americans to leave Afghanistan. But again, why not blame the victims? The victims can't defend themselves. They're dead. People that died today, it was their own fault. Why couldn't you be prescient? Why couldn't you see this coming? I know everyone reassured you, we're going to get you out. No man left behind. We're American, you're American, we're going to save you. Huh? Blame the dead. It's been done before. Remember Benghazi? Remember Pantsuit Barbie? What difference at this point does it make? Duh, they're dead, stupid. This is just a replay of that. Uh, Yeah, we kind of told them to get out. So, you know, they didn't get out, so now they're dead. So that's that. Thank you. During a portion of an interview aired on Tuesday, CBS's Evening News, acting U.S. ambassador to Afghanistan, Ross Wilson stated that despite warnings months ago, again, lie. For Americans to leave Afghanistan, people chose not to leave. Yes. People said to themselves, you know what? My government is telling me that in short order, unwashed individuals 
with a penchant for cutting off heads and chanting death to America, are going to be taking over this country that I currently reside in. However, I think I'm going to roll the dice. Because there's a new kebab place that's supposed to be opening September 3rd. And even though there's a chance I may get beheaded, have my corpse violated, be hung in the streets, disemboweled and whatnot, I've heard good things about this kebab place. They say that the guy who's opening it had a kebab place on the other side of Kabul. And it was the hottest eatery until it got blown up by a suicide bomber. So you know what? I'm going to roll the dice because good kebab is hard to find. Nobody said that. There wasn't anybody that... Nobody warned these people that they would be abandoned by their own government. Do you understand how radical an idea this is? It didn't even cross their minds. We're, we're, we're contractors for the U.S. government. We're employed by the U.S. government. What do you mean you're not going to get us out? Sorry, you're on your own. We told you, but you didn't. But you didn't tell them. You reassured them that this wasn't going to be another Saigon. You reassured them that you'd made deals with the Taliban. A couple camels, a few goats, and boom, fist bump. We made deals. No, we didn't. Anybody that says that Joe Biden made backroom deals with the Taliban is insane. Joe Biden can't even make a deal with his own bladder not to empty itself at 3 o'clock in the morning. Don't tell me he's making deals with the Taliban. They're still trying to, to, to prop this imbecile up as though he were some great, you know, political genius. Look at the history of the man that you've elected president. And yes, I say you, the, I guess the royal you, this nation. Because no, I didn't vote for him. I know Beth Moore is taking me off her Christmas list. I just revealed that I didn't vote for Dr. Jill and her beau. Because chances are, while he's eating his rice pudding and his tapioca, It's Jill that's filling him in on what's going on in the world. But I want to get through what this ambassador said because, ah, they're the people of empathy. You know, Republicans, all cold-hearted. They're just logic and reason, logic and reason, numbers, numbers, numbers. You know, math is racist, you know, so... What's 1.5 trillion? What's 3.5 trillion? What's 7 trillion? What's 25 trillion? We can't count to 22. So the word trillion is irrelevant. (laughs) People chose not to leave. That's their business. That's their right. We regret now that many may find themselves in a position that they would rather not be in. And we are determined to try to help them. Yes, you are. Bravo, sir. Bravo. Well done. That's your business. Your government abandoned you to bloodthirsty terrorists? That's your business. Your government wrote you off as already dead, even though you're alive tweeting up a storm from somewhere in Kabul saying, help me, save me, help me, save me. Oh my gosh, I think they're coming. That's your business. It's your right. It's your right to get raped and beheaded. 
It's your right to get set on fire. It's your right to get chased through the streets by people who've never felt a shower upon their skin. Indeed, it is your right. But fret not, my friends, fret not. Dr. Jill's hair is still flowing. Host Nora O'Donnell asked, why didn't the U.S. get out Americans and our Afghani friends before the Taliban were able to take control of Kabul? (gasps) What a question. You warned about this in a cable. Were you ignored? Wilson answered, we put out repeated warnings every three weeks to Americans going back to, I think, March or April. Each one in stronger terms, leave now. There was no such cable. There were no such warnings. The president reassured them that they were as safe as a baby clutched in its mother's arms. Never in my 40 years of working, since I began working at the State Department, have I seen such strong language used. Indeed, sir, indeed. People chose not to leave. That's their business. That's their right. And we regret that they may find themselves in a position that they would rather not be in. So there you go, American citizen. If you had any expectation of your government swooping in and saving you, guess what? It's your right. To die in a place like Afghanistan because of incompetence. And the number just keeps growing. Uh, 12 U.S. service members killed. So two more have been added to the number. 60 now dead and 104 wounded overall. So that's where we are. More to come. Because if you thought this was the end of it, ain't seen nothing yet. Now, Remember when I said we don't know who's coming in? On this side of the pond, more specifically in Canada, an imam there, you know, the religion of peace, called uh, and urged for the support of the Taliban, calling Christians and Jews enemies. Canadian Imam Yanis Kasrada, in a recent sermon, attacked Jews and Christians as our enemies. But what happened to the religion of peace? I thought these were people that just wanted to coexist. Have you seen the sticker? It had a cross on it, and it had a Turkish moon, and it had a little star in Buddha. Coexist. Everybody hug somebody sometime. I guess not. Jews and Christians are our enemies. And they have funded the failed war against Islam. And this imam called on fellow Canadians to support the Taliban in its efforts to impose Islamic Sharia law which includes death by stoning, 
for adultery and homosexuality in Afghanistan. Like I said, the one thing that can heal the rift is a workshop spearheaded by Beth Moore on toxic masculinity, misogyny, and the glories of feminism. That's the only thing. I've racked my brain. I thought to myself, how can we bring peace to the Middle East? And that's the only viable answer that I had. So yes, Canadian imams are urging uh, their constituencies to support the Taliban because nothing says religion of peace like watching people getting stoned to death for adultery and homosexuality. But I know it's the Christians that are hateful. Remember? Don the homosexual lemon? The Christians are the most hateful people on the planet. They tell us we're going to hell. I haven't seen one Christian trying to stone a homosexual. But we have to tell you what the Bible says. It's a sin. Repent of it. Or you will be judged for it. Easy. But hey, you know, Sharia is not going to be that bad, is it? What is it? One of these Taliban guys said it was, and again, I, I, I come from a, you know, toxically masculine culture. So when he said it to most Americans, it meant very little. I understand the context that he said it in. And it was just frighteningly spot on. He says, We have to teach our soldiers how to deal with women first. Now, granted, two days afterwards, we saw a woman getting whipped in the middle of the street by one of the soldiers. So maybe he'd already gone to class. What do you think? So I know, I know it can't get any worse. Believe me, it will. It's not that it can, it will. American prophetic, it will. It's a guarantee. Guess what? Closer to home, just for giggles and whatnot, inflation hits record high. I thought it was just a, what was it, transitory. I thought inflation was just transitory. By the way, if anyone lives in California, uh, shoot me the price of gas out there. Because back before uh, Mr. Robinette Bible, uh, Biden shakily put his hand on the Bible and took the oath of office, uh, I told you people gas was going to be six, seven bucks a gallon in California shortly. I don't know what it is, but I'm supposed to be going out there. I'm going to a conference in September, and uh, I got to raid my kid's piggy bank to see if I have enough for a couple gallons of gas because we have to rent a car. By the way, have you had to rent a car lately? I know. What does one thing have to do with the other? Well, let me tell you. Everything. Because everything is interconnected. And right now, the only power that we still wield, the only power that we still have, is economic. And that is about to, uh, well if not go away completely, then be violently cut down. Inflationary pressures on goods manufactured in central U.S. rose to a record level in August, according to a survey from the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City, released Sunday or Thursday. Thursday. Let's call it Thursday. The Kansas City Fed's index for prices received jumped to a seasonally adjusted 61 from July's 52, the previous record high. So July had a record high of 52. August now had a record high of 61. 59% of manufacturers surveyed said they were increasing prices. 42% said they had not changed their prices in a month, and none 
had reported lower prices. The prices paid index jumped to 80, up from 78 in July. This was the second highest reading recorded after May's 86. 82% of manufacturers reported paying higher prices for materials. 16% reported no change. Yada, yada. So what does this have to do with anything? Well, go back and listen to some of the previous programs where I told you repeatedly, inflation is real. It's coming. And you're going to be paying for goods and services prices that you never thought in your life you would see. Coupled with that, jobless claims rise for the first time in five weeks. Everyone's hiring, though. Everywhere I look, now hiring. And somehow, the number of Americans applying for unemployment benefits climbed higher for the first time in five weeks, highlighting how the pace of economic growth appears to have slowed in August. The Labor Department reported Thursday that initial claims rose to 353,000 from a slight upward revised 349,000 a week earlier. So, yeah. Everyone's hiring, but unemployment numbers are ticking up. (sighs) I don't know. There's only so much bad news I could give you. But hey, you know. Now you get two free donuts from Krispy Kreme so you can uh, get diabetes and become obese twice as fast. Because if Krispy Kreme doesn't look out for you, who will? I don't... Man, it's just... It's sad. Again, things that are preventable are the things that get after my uh, under my skin the most this was preventable even if we did decide to completely leave afghanistan to withdraw to draw down whatever you want to call it it could have been done in such a way where there would have been no loss of life, where the people that needed to be protected could have been protected, where the contractors and the American citizens that needed to get out could have gotten out. And it doesn't matter how much the media tries to cover and it doesn't matter how much the media tries to spin. What was it a few days ago? Uh, Mr. Robinette Biden did an interview with uh, the midget, Stephanopoulos. And he said something akin to, hey, at least no Americans have died so far. And then he actually knocked on wood. He knocked on a wood table beside him. It was the most perverse thing I've seen. Well, You can't say that one anymore, can you, Mr. Robinette? Twelve U.S. service members killed. Sixty dead. 140 wounded overall. And this was just their opening gambit. This 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 was a, a pre-flop raise for those of you that understand poker terminology. We haven't even seen the flop yet or the turn or the river. There's been no betting. It's going to get worse. But if you dare say anything, well, you know, you're a racist. You're a xenophobe. When American citizens start being slaughtered by Afghanis in the U.S., 
because I guarantee you, if they caught 100 that were on the terror watch list, half as many got through. And when they start doing their bloody work, and people begin to point out that it was the incompetence and ineptitude of this administration that caused the American citizens to be slaughtered on American soil, once again, you will be called a xenophobe, you will be called a white nationalist, you'll be called a racist. But you know what? At some point, the name-calling won't have the desired effect anymore. At some point, we're going to revert back to our childhood and go, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. At some point, the average citizen is going to bristle. The average citizen is going to react. The average citizen is going to wake up. And how that plays out, well, that's a story for another time. American Prophetic, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being with us. Pray for the families of those who will not return home. And pray for your own families. Pray for your children. Pray for your parents. Pray that God's protection and God's peace be over them. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully we will be with you again next week. Until then, God bless you. And if Gino has anything to say, the floor is his. Thank you, Mike. Well, I've been... Just studying the word of God, and God says, you know, a wicked nation, what happens in Deuteronomy? What happens uh, in other parts of the Bible when a country rebels against God? And God pulls his hand away. God's pulling his hand away. We have leaders in our government right now that have no idea how to lead properly. And we have transgender person a gay person in the cabinet and we're worse than we're, we're let's put this here we're as bad as Sodom and Gomorrah but worse in one way we claim to be a Christian nation under God we're worse in that way Sodom and Gomorrah didn't claim that we claim to be a Judeo-Christian nation and this is all as I said this is all going to catapult in a greater level of, I mean, we're in the throes or the beginning part, as Mike said last week, of the fall of our country. Uh, think about the Taliban being able to hold our country, to deal with our country at this level. Think about them getting 80-some billion dollars of our weapons, them taunting us, them taking over $2 billion air bases in Afghanistan, possibly 1,500 Americans held hostage in Afghanistan. That's not including the amount of Afghanis that helped our military and, and consulate, etc. Oh, by the way, the embassy shut down, too. Their one or two or $3 billion embassy. And this is, this is just America falling the government would rather fight Americans on every level than fight the real enemies. They would rather try to force their mandates down our throat and instead of fight the enemies and then open up their border since Biden's been president to anybody that wants to walk over it. As Mike said, and I agree, there's going to be another 911 and God will allow all this to happen because our country's not repenting. So pray that 
the remnant of God and the people of God will work while it stay, stay strong, keep fighting the good fight, and that God will give us leaders down the road that are after his heart. It looks impossible on the level of how much they've stolen the last election, but you know what? At least pray, God help our country, uh, where leaders can, from school boards to governors to mayors to wherever, we should fight, at least on local levels, to see decent people in office. Thank you for so much for listening to the Light of Truth broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth, with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. They are